I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. In this new calendar year, what are we going to do differently? And what tools do we need to get from where we are to where we want to go? When we show up differently, what shows up for us is different. Today, we'll discuss the astrological forecast for the new year with well-known astrologer and psychic healer, Jill Jardine. Jill will explain why love is in the cards for you in 2023. She'll share her predictions about romance and identify the best times to date, how to set the tone for the upcoming year and shift our mindset to align with the new energies and opportunities that lie ahead. Jill will help us to prepare to pull in a new love interest, get intentional about what we want to manifest while sharing a snapshot of the new year. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Jill Jardine is a professional astrologer, therapist, psychic healer, and spiritual advisor. She's also a former radio personality on WATD and the host of the podcast Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. Jill has been a reverend in Sanskrit mantra for over 30 years, and she's helped thousands of people find power and confidence within themselves while helping guide others with important decisions. Jill is my dear friend and my psychic healer who's predicted so many things in my life. In this week's episode, Jill will share why we can usher in anything we want in 2023 and what to expect in this new year. So without further ado, welcome Jill Jardine. Hi, Jill. Hi, Carrie Brad. Thanks for inviting me back to Shot at Love. So psyched to be here in 2023. So psyched to have you. What a great way to start and bring in the new year. I just feel like always being around you, you raise the vibration, you raise the energy up, and you instill hope. And you help others manifest the life they want through your work in astrology. How do you do it? Well, I've been doing astrology since I was a teenager, so that was many moons ago. But astrology helps people in their personal evolution, and it's almost like a form of healing. I transmit healing through other modalities, but The astrology, if done correctly, will uplift people's consciousness by letting them see a bigger perspective of their life. It is a window or picture of your soul. You pick your astrology chart upon incarnation. Your soul decides the conditions upon the incarnation that you're coming into down to picking your parents, your family, times in your life when you're going to have big pivotal shifts or tests. And so astrology can show us just so much. It can show us about the personality. It can show us about our dharma, which is our life path. It can show us what our karmas are, which are certain destined things to happen to you. It can show us so much if read in the right way and get out of the cookbook or internet interpretations and really work it in the psychological level, which is what I have done and which others do and which Carl Jung, a famous psychologist in the early 20th century, said that astrology was invaluable for, was to understand the soul and the psyche. It is invaluable. And I use astrology in my photography. All we are is energy. So we need the extra tools and the tips to stay in a high vibration. Right. And to guide the energy, to know when to go, to know when to fold them, to know when to walk away, walk away (laughs) and to go full speed ahead. That's right. So full speed ahead. This seems 
like a different year. And we've covered this. We started each year on Shot at Love, having you come on with your predictions. It's not 2020. It's not 2021. It's not 2022. Those were all collectively tough years for everyone. Right. You know, it's funny. I'm a Western astrologer and have been for many, many years, over 30 years professionally, but I also am a Vedic astrologer and I've been doing that for the past 10 years. And you know, I, my son is a Vedic astrologer. I have a second generational astrologer in my family, and he's really good at the Vedic, better than myself, I would say. But he explained to me that the reason why these three years in Vedic astrology have been so bad, because Saturn has been in Capricorn in that system, which is the heaviest placement. And on the 18th of January, 2023, which coincides with Mercury going direct in Capricorn, the Vedic Saturn is finally moving out of Capricorn after three very heavy years. In Western astrology, Saturn is moving out of Aquarius in March, March 7th, 2023, which is going to lighten things up. So there's a lot coming. And I guess the first thing I want to let people know is we do start the year with two retrograde planets. Mars has been retrograde in Gemini since October 30th, 2022. And Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn since the 29th of December. So Mars goes direct on the 12th. So we'll see a lightning of energy then. But the big date, like I said, was the 18th of January when Mercury goes direct. Saturn in Vedic astrology finally leaves Capricorn after three years. And it also starts the Aquarian equinox. So January may feel like two different months and not to worry if you feel like you're slow on the uptake into the new year, you can't quite get that fog out of your head and you're still finishing up residuals from 2022, the the retrograde planets and then three planets in Capricorn are doing that. So it's kind of a slow start. The good news is for all the daters out there is that Venus goes into Aquarius on the 2nd of January. So this is a wonderful time to prepare all those dating profiles and get ready to launch on the 18th or after, especially the window, the 18th of January through the 22nd. I'll explain why later, but yeah, this is going to feel like two different months. We have the heaviness of the Capricorn in the first few weeks, and then we have the lightness and the lightning and the moving forward and the excitement of the Aquarian energies that come in in the third week of January. So this is interesting. So January is super action-packed. And we're going to start with this month because what happens in this month sets us up for the whole year. Now, you talk about getting on these dating apps now. I always say you should be heavily on these dating apps in January and February because you want to start getting used to being on the apps and falling to move forward and learn. You're rusty. You're not using it. There's that situation that happens during the holiday season where people tend to go back into the family energy or they have to hang out with the ex-wife or ex-husband because of the kids and they're back in that energy, which is so uncomfortable once you've left it. But there's a lot of obligation and responsibility because of children and because of family in November and December because of the holidays. So by, by January, people are chomping at the bit to get out from underneath that obligation and start fresh and find somebody new. And so despite the retrograde planets in Capricorn, which is kind of going to slow people getting back to work as usual and routines, 
But with the Venus going into Aquarius, that's great for any kind of connectivity, joining new groups, whether online or in person, and really cultivating like a fresh attitude towards dating. Let everything that's happened leading up to this time go. Just let it go and do a fresh start and do a reset. That's what this early part of January is really about. It's like a reset. Hey, start those diets, start your new year resolutions, but you get a second chance at the lunar new year, which comes in on the 21st of January with the lunar new year of the rabbit starting on the 22nd. So it's good to know that three weeks in, we get a whole reboot and reset. That's good to know. And I love the new year because no matter what, it's a fresh start. And it's a new opportunity for a new beginning. So it's an exciting time and it will start out very slow and sluggish with the two retrograde planets and will feel like it's heavy. But I heard you say on your podcast, things are going to speed up very soon. So use this time. Mercury retrograde is always a great time to restore, reboot, rest, reassess and get grounded because It's going to get into gear pretty soon. Oh, yes. In fact, we say with Mercury retrograde, and now that we have Mars retrograde too, two very important planets. In fact, Mars is retrograde in Mercury's sign Gemini, the sign that Mercury rules, Gemini. So it's kind of a double whammy. It's so funny. I mean, here we are a few days in, and already people aren't showing up for appointments or they're they're spacing on things. So the retrograde is in full force. But as we say, we do the RE words, reevaluate, release, reassess, and relax a little bit because you're going to launch when the accelerations amp up at the Aquarian equinox. Right. I was laughing. I said to somebody yesterday, one of my friends, I said, it's only the third and I'm already burnt out because I'm chasing my goal so hard. You don't have to get all your goals accomplished the first week. Yeah. Pace yourself. And, and, and again, use this time to like work on yourself. I think that with the retrograde and Capricorn, yeah, it's like, look at your business life, your professional life, but also work on yourself. You know, you have some time here to kind of improve yourself and do it with the Venus and Aquarius. It's going to give you some get go to get it done because you want to have your house in order by the end of the month. And also there's also another time in February where people are going to get to like reset and reboot. There's a little downtime because we have all these other accelerations coming in in March as well. So it's interesting from the 21st of January till the full moon on February 5th is going to be very empowered. And then we get almost like the same time period, but in March, like from the 20th of March through early April, we're in a very amplified go, go, go time. And it's really about launching new beginnings. And the funny thing about this is that on the 21st of January, it's the lunar new year, which is a second time to have a fresh start. The Gregorian new year is January 1st. This year it comes early, January 21st, because a lot of times the lunar new year's in February. It's a lunar calendar, so it's different every year. But then we have the astrology new year, which always happens at the spring equinox in the Northern hemisphere. And this year it's on March 21st. So the 21st of the month of Aquarius, which is January. And then in March, it's going to be the kickoff to Aries, which are air and fire signs. We're going to see a lot of activity, a lot of connection. 
So let's talk about how it's going to play out in January. The first major transit in 2023 occurs when Venus, the goddess of love, transits into Aquarius. Your advice is to throw off those relationship shackles and initiate new beginnings in 2023. Why is this period of time a time of anything goes? Well, because Aquarius is the sign of the unconventional. It's like, hey, it's time to go on a different app. Tinder, I know, is your favorite, Carrie, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about Hinge. And, you know, be experimental. Aquarius is very much an experimental sign. And Aquarius is very social. And Aquarius is very forward thinking. And the word or keynote for Aquarius is freedom. So it's really time to liberate yourself from your past hangups, whether they be personally or in relationship, and try something new and different break out of the type of person you would usually go after because some of the surprises, Aquarius is always a very surprise sign too. And you can have a situation where lightning strikes and you, the metaphor for Aquarius is lightning, right? So lightning could hit in the strangest places. So even physically go out with a different attitude to the grocery store or go out to a bar you haven't been to try something new and different because Aquarian energy loves to try something new and to be liberated from past habitual patterns. I like that. So having a new approach or an unconventional outlook around finding love is going to be really helpful in the new year. Right. Like let go of everything you learned and you're rewiring your brain right now around love and dating. So we should keep an open mind when connecting with others and your advice is go on that new dating app or go to that new bar because... You just don't know. Or if you've been off an app for a while, go back on with a whole new profile. Maybe make up an alias just for fun. That's fun. I mean, it's all energy moving forward. It's right. all the energetic of acting as if or who knows what could happen or maybe I'll make a friend or maybe I'll learn something about myself. It's all positive steps forward. Do it for yourself. Do it to like trot out that new you in 2023 and see what kind of receptivity you get and learn about how you may want to tweak how you're presenting yourself online or in person. You won't know until you try. On January 6th, there's a wolf moon, which sounds a little scary, but this moon sets the tone for the new year and it's going to bring up some issues around security and shortages and safety and and people are going to be experiencing the winter blues or the January blues. But that's okay, because as long as we know that there's going to be some of the stagnant energy in the beginning. Right. It's the full moon with the moon in Cancer and the sun will be in the sign Capricorn. So Cancer, Cancerian energy likes to stay close to home. It's the ruling sign of the moon. Cancer rules the moon. So it's very watery. So it's very emotional. So some emotional stuff might be coming up. And I know a lot of people lately that have been coming to see me have all this memory. There seems to be a lot with memory coming up with people, memory of the past. So my advice with that is like, feel it to heal it, clear it. Right. And, and the other thing, I think it may bring some weird weather phenomena because it's a watery sign. So there'll be a lot of rain. There'll probably be a lot of snow. And it is kind of a moon that you might want to hunker down more than go out. It's, it's occurring over a weekend. It's a Friday, Saturday. So it may not be the best weekend to trot yourself out in the new year. It's more of an internal time. It's a 
it, it is a time to be around your home. Maybe that's the time when you want to be getting rid of all the stuff in your house, make way for the new, clean out that closet so the new mate can put their clothes in it. A number one principle of feng shui when trying to attract someone, make space in your closet for that intended mate to hang their clothes in. So it's a really good time to clear clutter that full moon. And it's a good time to put the focus on yourself and what do you want to pull in? Do you want to get in shape? Do you want to get some new outfits going? It's all about this preparation. Now, even though these first couple of weeks are going to be a little emotional, let's just say, that's okay because it's not the indication of what's to come. Right. It's almost like still, as I said earlier, the residual of 2022. And I'm kind of happy that we're being given this respite to kind of continue to clear out some things and really launch at that Lunar New Year. The third week of January, we have several transits happening one after another. On the 18th, Mercury goes direct, the cosmic kick to the Aquarian equinox, which comes in, the sun enters Aquarius on January 20th. The Aquarian new moon is on the 21st, leading into lunar new year on January 22nd. And on that same day, Uranus goes direct after being retrograde since August 24th, 2022. And so Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius. And I guess it decided to wait until the Aquarian new moon this year to go direct. Right. So this is like a triple play of Aquarian energy kicking off the lunar new year. And it's also in Chinese astrology is called the year of the rabbit. Mm -hmm. And traditionally in Chinese astrology, year of the rabbit is a good time for all zodiac signs. That's Chinese zodiac signs, which are all connected to animals and are according to your year. But basically it's a good time for everybody to have a lucky year. It's going to bring in some peace and success. Think twice and really get things in order before you launch. So that's what we're using those first three weeks for. The rabbit symbolizes patience and luck. I like that. So the year of the rabbit will bring in luck for everyone. According to Chinese astrology, that's not, that's not coming from Jill astrology, but we'll see. And I would invite people to look back to the previous year of the rabbits, which the most recent was 2011, right? which was kind of a fun year. That was like such a great year for me. That was Same. the year that I launched Boston Inspirational Women. I came up with my book that year. Oh yeah. You were coming to see me heavily during that time period. Oh, yeah. It's a great year for me. Oh, 2011, great year. It was before the big Mayan calendar shift of 2012. That happened for some of us, but not most of the planet. And then if we go back, and if you were alive, we're going to party like it's 1999. That was that, a fun year. I can that, remember that. That too, was though. a fun year. 1987, good times, fall of Soviet communism. 1975, 1963, 1951, and 1939. So the Zodiac year repeats every 12 years. So people personally will experience their Chinese Zodiac year at 12 years old, 24 years old, 36 years old, 48 years old, 60 years old, 72 years old, 84 years 
and if you get to be 96. So it's also coinciding with what we call a Jupiter return. And Jupiter is the planet of blessings in Western astrology. So if you are born during any of those years, or you're turning 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, so on, you're having your Chinese New Year, but you're having your Chinese year and a Jupiter return. So really make some plans to expand your life. How great would it be to find the love of your life, the man of your dreams? Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. So the last planetary change is January 26th, and this is when Venus transitions into Pisces. What can we expect from that? Yeah, that's going to kind of calm Venus down a little bit. So Venus going through Aquarius and Pisces are very, very different. Okay. In Aquarius, she's kind of wild, liberated, lets loose, anything goes. But once Venus goes into Pisces, she's a little more emotional. She really has a spiritual connection with the beloved. I mean, people who have Venus and Pisces natally, if you were born with that, you can check that out, you know, online, tend to be sacrificial to love. They will do anything. They love love. They love their lovers, even though they may be less than, and they can be love addicts. So when we have Venus going in Pisces from the 26th of January through the 20th of February, try not to get too addicted or to anything or overthink a relationship or be the stalker showing up at their house or calling. I mean, luckily we do have all that Aquarian energy in early February, which will help kind of distill that, that Venus and Pisces love addict energy. Okay. But the cool thing would be if somebody does happen to connect in January and then there could be a deepening. It could go quick. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't hear you say that very often. So tell us about February. February is the month of love. We started with that Aquarian influx of planets. And then on the fifth, we have a Leo full moon and the sun will be in Aquarius. Leo rules the heart and creativity. And Leo is good for recreation, sports, other ways we have fun. Leo is a fire sign and fire signs like to play. So around this full moon on February 5th, go and have some fun. Go away, go skiing if you're up north. Do something that's really going to vibe with your heart. And 
throw a wide net. Leo is fire. Go, you know, have a fire ceremony at that full moon and put your intentions in the fire for love. But this is a time to play and it's a creative time. When you're in that energy of having fun, you always bring something in. Like if you're out surrounding yourself with your friends, you're feeling that love energy and that fun energy is always a good thing. Then the week later on February 11th, through March 12th, Mercury jumps into Aquarius after being retrograde in Capricorn and in Capricorn for a couple months. So that's going to turn up the connectivity dial. That's, you know, Mercury, the planet communication in Aquarius is like, let's get really inventive and how we're going to connect with people. And we're still having the sun in Aquarius during that time. So that's full moon. And there's a lot of connection that's happening. And at the end of February, after the 18th, things are going to chill out a little bit because the sun will go into Pisces and we're going to have a Pisces new moon. And that's all about retreat and process. It's getting us ready for that big new moon a month later in the sign Aries. So it's a really good vacation time at the end of February, which is nice because it coincides with school vacation here in New England. So it's time to get away and be by water. There's a way that you can get away at the end of February from the 20th on, maybe to a Hawaiian or Caribbean beach or in a hot tub or some kind of beach or water flotation tank. That would be a really good way to clear and release here at the Pisces new moon, February 20th. I hear this year is all about connections and out of the box ways of connecting with others. I'm all for dating apps. I wouldn't stop using those, but I would be open to other ways. Well, I increasingly see after three years of people really feeling isolated and doing everything online that there is going to be a movement back into in-person connections. And so that means people attending things like sporting events again and concerts. I know it's been available, but people have still been a little wary about it. And hey, I mean, the viruses are out there, but the key to all of that is to boost your immune system with supplements and natural ways of health and healing. There's so much that people can do that they're not being informed about. So maybe use this time when we have all the Aquarian planets, which actually help your mind to do some research and find out about holistic and healing ways to boost your immune system, because there are so many, and by the way, they're not going to be showing up in the mainstream media. So do your own research and go see these alternative or holistic healers who have some answers on how to boost the immune system. Whatever you need to do to get your mindset right so that you're not worried. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of pivoting or doing things differently But I do believe it's going to be a lucky year because we've had so many bad years in a row. Oh, yeah, it is. I I think it's pivotal. There's something going on. And when we're ready to segue into March, March is what I call the paradigm shift month because we have two outer planets that are changing the guard. One is the planet Saturn and Western astrology is going into Pisces on March 7th. And 
that's going to be a lot different than what's gone down for the last two and a half years when it went into Aquarius. This is going to be this sort of urge to get back to in-person connection. Pisces is a spiritual sign. It has to do with being around your tribe, being around those who vibe with you, who have similar spiritual or philosophical outlook. And Saturn and Pisces, I just want people to look back to the last times that Saturn went into Pisces. So it was about 30 years ago, 28 to 30 years ago. So that takes us back to 1994 through 1996, which were wild years. I was in the healing movement back then, and it was busting wide open. The new age movement, spiritual movement, esoteric, metaphysical, Eastern spirituality. It was really big in the mid nineties when Saturn was in Pisces. And also people are looking at ways to get connected. It's a mind opening time. I predict a lot of people will be trying microdosing of mushrooms or psilocybin mushrooms. One thing that's bad about Saturn and Pisces is that addiction can get really amplified and that's love addiction, any kind of addiction, substance addictions, but natural highs are going to be the way to go. So we'll see tantric sex showing up in the mainstream and other ways of spiritual connection in love and otherwise. What else can we expect from March? Well, I think March is going to be the busiest month of the year, to be quite frank, because we have Mercury starting the month in Pisces, but then going into Aries on the 19th. March 7th is the Virgo full moon with the sun in Pisces. That's all about getting your health in order. That's why I was going on about the holistic health and finding ways for boosting immunity and feeling good. Then on March 7th, Saturn transits into Pisces until May 14th, 2025. This is a consciousness shift. Then we're going to have Mercury going into Aries on March 19th. We have the spring equinox here on March 20th when the sun enters Aries and the new moon in Aries on March 21st. And then the other huge planetary shift, Pluto, which takes 14 years to go through a sign, is going from Capricorn, where it's been for 14 years, into Aquarius. Revolutionary consciousness. Talk about awakening. Mass awakenings. I think people, our society is going to start changing. And it may not be mainstream, but there'll be enough people with a new consciousness that can affect change. So March, 2023, Saturn into Pisces for the first time in 29 years and Pluto into Aquarius for the first time in 240 years. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. The last time that Pluto was in Aquarius was from 1778 through 1798. So it was post-American revolution when we were setting up a new country in the United States. What do you think about the spring versus the summer? Because those are both hot times to date. Well, I think early April, we're going to be riding this Aries wave. So early April is really good. In fact, I should mention that all planets are transiting direct from January 22nd, when Uranus goes direct, till April 
20th, 21st, when Mercury, there's a Mercury retrograde. So that's three months from January 22nd to April 21st, three months of planets going direct. And it's around that time, around the 20th of April, we're going to hit kind of a a bit of a bump because we're going to have Mercury retrograde, but we're also going to hit eclipse season. There's a Taurus new moon eclipse on the 20th. And so some stuff is going to be challenging uh, from about the 20th of April through mid-May. That could be a a weird time and and we could see some interesting things in the collective. I think it's going to be more financially and economically, but that might put a bit of a a blip in the radar with what's been going down. But then we, you know, we reboot and regroup pretty fast in June, July, and August. So the summer looks really good. And that's a whole nother podcast, but that looks really good. I guess the, the red flag time in early 2023 is that about mid-April through mid-May. But all the planets are going direct, which is a good thing. So why should people take advantage of this time when dating? Or looking for love? Well, because people are not going to be as hesitant. I feel like people are going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. People aren't going to be like, wait and see, or, oh, let me get back to you. I think people are either they're in it or they're not. You're not going to have people stringing you along. You're not going to have to like wait. I think that people are going to be very decisive. If they, if they want to get together, they will. If they don't want to, if there's not, I don't think there'll be as much game playing to be quite honest, because there's no time to waste. There's right. no time like the present. I know. What is some of your best tips for this year for finding love in 2023? Use the beginning of the year, the first three weeks to get your ducks in order, take care of yourself, do what you need to do, start your self-improvement work on your, your mental health, your emotional health. Some people think it's the same thing and your physical health. There's a lot of planetary energy that's going to help us physically as well as mentally, emotionally to find a level of inner stability. Then you're not dependent on what someone else that you may be getting into relationship with, or you're in relationship with does. It's like make yourself your own anchor. Get very grounded too on our planet because we're in for a lot of changes. There could be a lot of climactic conditions and earth changes. I don't say this to be a Debbie Downer, but there could be a lot of external factors that are creating the winds of change. So get yourself real stabilized. And my other advice would be, especially from late January through late March, basically, try something new and different. Let go of what you've done before and give yourself a beginner's mind and a fresh start. I love that. So good. So this is such a great way to start the year, talk about fresh starts and connectivity and grounding ourselves and trying something new and being open. I love all this stuff, Jill. This is really great. Thank you so much. And get an astrology reading at www.jilljardineastrology.com to see personally how your planets are being affected by these major transits, especially in March. Right. I'm all for getting a personalized reading. That way you know what to look out for. Great days to date. Right. Because they're different for each sign. People don't realize that. And listen to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine podcast because I do a monthly 
forecast of what's going to be happening in general. But then for each sun sign, you get your forecast and your lucky days. So check it out on Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. Definitely check it out. Well, thanks so much, Jill, for being here. Thank you, Carrie. Always a blast on Shot at Love. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips that are inspired by our guest, Jill Jardine. Number one, use the beginning of the month to reset, restore, and relax. Get ready to launch at the Lunar New Year on January 22nd. Number two, the year of the rabbit will bring luck for every sign. Put yourself out there and you'll thank your lucky stars. Number three, take advantage of the positive astrological energies around making new connections and socialization. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. And if you like this show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.